take a deep breath and remember there's a power breathing you. This is your space of sanity in an evolving world where we learn about spiritual law and how to apply it to our lives in a way that is practical and life-changing. This is where we remember truth to make the world a better place one person at a time. I'm Claire Lotier, inspirational speaker, teacher of the technology of transformation, and a certified life mastery consultant and spiritual coach. Welcome to the Grace Space. Can you hear that sound in the background? It sounds like a high-tension electrical wire. Those are the cicadas. <laughs> the cicadas are everywhere. It's a high summer sound, a sound of high summer in France. I like to share with you the sounds of my environment. I used to try to sanitize the sound for the podcast, but I think I'm more interested now in, in sharing where I am with you. hope you can get a sense of the atmosphere here in this magical place. This is the last episode in our mini series on ascension from 3D to 5D. This is a subject that I intend to go more deeply into next year in our third season of this podcast as things continue to evolve on the planet. Well, this is the name of the game now. We are an ascending planet now. And that was not a foregone conclusion. We passed through a time when it was touch and go, when there was a possibility that we wouldn't make it as a humanity to this stage that we're in now. There was a time when the world leaders, many of them, had their fingers hovering above the button that would lead to a chain reaction of total annihilation. Some might say that we still live in that time, but we don't. Things have changed greatly since then. That was a time of deep paranoia, fear, and imminent destruction as a potential reality on the global scale. Yes, there are still parties who are committed to trying to impose the obsolete paradigm on others, but this attempt at control will not succeed. For the first time in the history of this humanity, there is a global outcry for peace instead of war. Think about that. Don't believe that things are going to be the way they always were, because they aren't. The game board has changed, and the only thing that can keep you experiencing the codes of the past is you, your memories, and your attachment to the limitations and the pain of the past. It's time to let those go now so that we can all move forward with as little disruption as possible. You know, you can decide to simply drop the past. That is possible now. In this new energy, we're not obligated to play out the karmic obligations in the same way. We can choose to free ourselves at any time. The prison door is open. 
and we can simply walk out. So really it's more a question of how much disruption and chaos we insist on bringing forward in the ascension process because the process is happening regardless. So we can either go willingly or we can go fighting all the way. So again, it comes down to the individual choice, right? Like they used to say in the old good cop, bad cop movies, we can do this the easy way or we can do this the hard way. Which way do you want? Last episode, I introduced you to a tool, a spiritual technology that can help you in your ascension process by enabling your physical body to hold more light, which is essentially what ascension means. More light, higher frequency of vibration equals more awareness, a higher level of consciousness. Kundalini yoga opens and purifies the subtle channels of the multidimensional body. So we actually have 12 bodies, seven energy bodies and five higher bodies of light. And as the practice opens and purifies the subtle channels, it awakens the dormant spiritual potential within you in a progressive, intelligent way. It removes the blocks that prevented the free flow of life force energy in you. And when those blocks are dissolved, something very natural happens. And that's that you begin to experience yourself in your natural state, which is blissful. None of us is the ball of stress and tension that we regularly identify with. That's not us. We are glorious beings of light. We came from the stars a long, long time ago. We don't remember anymore. It was necessary to forget for a time, but this is an ascending planet and the veil is starting to thin. Try to remember, not in your mind, but in your heart. I want to continue sharing with you the story of how I came to practice Kundalini Yoga and how it changed my life, my perspective, and how it continues to help me every day. I told you that there were several opportunities for me to walk through the doorway that my soul offered me and that each time I backed away and took another detour until the third time. Third time's the charm, as they say. But I had to get to such a place of discomfort, even pain, both physical and emotional, that there was no way forward but through. And that opportunity came in 2012, right on schedule, in a way. 2012, you might remember, was the year, the end of the Mayan calendar, <laughs> the end times. Yeah, it was the end times. It was the end of one thing and the beginning of something else right? The official end of the Piscean age, the official beginning of the Aquarian age. That's the age we're in now. So think back in your own life to that year. What were the signs in your own life that a transition was happening for you, that you were starting to wake up to new possibilities, a new way of being? Do you remember that shift in your own energy, in your own life? When I look back to that year, well, I'll paint the picture for you to give you a backdrop to the events that changed everything. At that time, 
I had a budding artisanal perfume company, actually. (laughs) I won't go into the details of how that all came about, except to tell you that it was completely and spontaneously inspired by a dream that I had about Corsica. Some of you have heard me talk about Corsica as a special place for me. I can see now that that episode of my life was all about connecting with nature, with my intuition, and my guidance. It was also the first time I tried to build a business or a brand on a small scale. And if you've ever done that, you know that it triggers a lot of questioning around what you stand for, what matters to you, and it forces you to grow, that's for sure. I have um, vision boards from that year for my little perfume company, and they are, I must say they're beautiful. (laughs) They are filled with uh, these very inspiring images of goddesses, ascension, yoga, sacred geometry, and alchemy. It's astonishing to see all of that now. In prepping for this episode, I went back and looked at all my pictures from 2012. Maybe it would be interesting for you to do that too. And I was blown away by everything I was downloading back then. Didn't even realize it, of course. But from the imagery, it was clear that the connection to the intuition was opening and the desire for ascension was already there. The seed had been planted and it was just starting, just starting to activate. I can see where I am now foreshadowed in those images. This is really something else. So I had a little business on the side making and selling natural perfume back then. And it's a strange thing, but I never really had to learn how to make perfume. And I never questioned how that knowledge just descended fully formed. I'd never done it in this life, but there was definitely a perfumer already within me. And I loved spending time with my botanical essences and intuiting how they would work together harmoniously. I believe this served as a reconnection with the sacred feminine and was guided by the energy of Mary Magdalene, with whom I feel a strong connection. In 2012, I also walked away from show business for a year because I was disenchanted, mostly with myself. I was aware that negativity and toxic emotions were taking up a lot of space in me, and I did not like the way that was going. I associated those emotions with the business, but of course they were not caused by the business. They were within me already, and they were triggered by my circumstances, how things were in my career at that time, and the world I believed I saw, all of which was a distortion born of my own paradigm, conditioning, and unresolved issues. The truth is, I had no idea how to cope with the negative in me. I didn't have a way to deal with things. Despite eight years of therapy during my 20s, I had no actual tools. I had never been through a coaching program of any kind. I'd never been through any kind of spiritual training up until then. So I didn't have a practice. And it was in 2012 that I spontaneously felt the need for a practice. And that was when I began to meditate daily for the first time. I mean, I had made sporadic attempts throughout my life to have a meditation practice. But this was when it, it began to stick. Because for years, pressure had been building up inside of me. And behind the mask of confidence and success and happiness I had always worn, 
I got to tell you, I was in agony from the dissonance between the image I presented to the world and what was really going on inside of me. Have you ever felt that way? At that point, I had a nearly 20-year career in show business behind me, and I had to face the fact that I was deeply unhappy. Even though I had been given every reason to be happy and successful in life, even though I had played leading roles on stages across North America and abroad, and I'd been featured in mainstream film and television, even though I had worked and rubbed elbows with some of the biggest names in Hollywood, I'd been featured in a Vanity Fair photo shoot with some of the iconic actors I most admired. I'd even walked the red carpet as the lead in an Oscar-nominated short film. All of that, but true success still felt elusive. Happiness felt elusive. And I couldn't even enjoy the good times because to my ego, they were only a means to an end. I was drowning in a toxic cocktail of insecurity, entitlement, jealousy, arrogance, and self-pity. I felt ashamed about my lack of generosity toward my successful peers, and I did my best to hide that. I compensated for my inner smallness by always being nice, because I desperately needed the approval of other people to shore up my self-image. But my smile felt brittle, and every rejection and disappointing offer sent me into a spiral of insecurity, self-loathing, and resentment, where I alternately blamed the business, the casting director, the director, the other actors, God, myself, bad lighting, bad writing, the stars, the size of my thighs, my skin color, being too old, too young, too smart, too pretty, not pretty enough, not smart enough, not famous enough, just not enough. I knew my attitude was in serious need of adjustment one day when I lost my temper after hours of smoldering in a rehearsal that I didn't think was worth my time. I saw myself as underused, underpaid, and undervalued. And on this day, for some reason, resentment just boiled over in me and I could not master myself. The director, rightly, called me out on it and offered to fire me since I clearly didn't want to be there. <laughs> and oh, suddenly I was aware of how out of control my ego had gotten. It scared me. That night, I wrote the director a letter apologizing for my attitude and thanking him for showing me what I needed to see. I also apologized to the stage manager contritely the next day and told him that that would never happen again. I didn't want to be that person. And I knew I had to face the misery or the grief or whatever was at the root of so much bitterness and frustration. That was when I took a break from show business, disappointed in myself and generally heartsick. Shortly thereafter, I was struck with an extremely painful case of frozen shoulder that prevented me from even putting my hand on my hip or reaching for something on a high shelf. It crept in little by little. It started as an ache that uh, went down my arm. I had no idea what it was. But soon it became extremely painful. 
and it was uncomfortable to sleep in any position, and even jumping into the lake sent a shock of electric nerve pain through me that took a few minutes to recover from. These limitations were a constant reminder of how closed off, tight, and fearful and defensive I had become internally. And I intuitively knew that the physical condition was a message from spirit. I just wasn't sure I wanted to know what the message was. (laughs) I, I did not want to look at it. And one day during my twice-weekly physical therapy session, which I had attended faithfully for about nine months at that point, but which never seemed to improve the situation, I'm sitting on the bench, wincing as the doc is manipulating my shoulder, and out of the blue, the words kundalini yoga dropped into my mind. Well, that was the third time my soul opened the portal in front of me. Not that I'd forgotten about the yoga that had made such a powerful impression on me each time I had committed to it over those two previous times in my life. I remembered it very well. And actually, when we had moved to our area in Canada, one of the first things I had done was to see if there were any classes offered near us. But when I had last checked, no one was teaching it in our area. Nearest classes were in Toronto, which is about 90 minutes away, minimum. And if you've ever driven the 401, you know it can be sometimes three hours. So when those two little words dropped into my mind, I can still remember it because it was so clear, like a stone dropped in a pond, and the waves spread out in concentric circles through me, and I thought, hmm, I wonder. Well, that day, I searched the internet again, and lo and behold, there was now a teacher about 40 minutes from us. I signed up for her class immediately and started going there twice a week instead of to physical therapy. Even though it was super painful at first, and there were some movements that I simply couldn't accomplish, I could feel the energy starting to move. After class, I would walk down this set of high, narrow steps leading down from the studio to my car with my shoulder absolutely throbbing electrically. But it wasn't a bad pain. It was a feeling of release, and often tears came with it. Within about six weeks, it was like night and day. In fact, six weeks of kundalini yoga had opened up what a year of physical therapy had barely moved. And for a lot less money, I got to tell you. (laughs) How can that be? Well, there are a number of reasons, but the most important one is that kundalini yoga is a spiritual technology. And we are spiritual beings having a human experience. Anytime you divorce the physical body from the spirit, from the rest of you, well, you're in trouble. (laughs) You're operating within separation. Anything we do in separation consciousness cannot address the root cause of disease, dis-ease, or imbalance, which is separation itself. Let me say that again. Anything we do in separation consciousness cannot address the root cause for any imbalance, which is separation itself. The feeling of being alone, of being an isolated fragment in a hostile universe. 
that's the only cause of any suffering, though it finds infinite forms of expression. The physical therapist that I was going to was highly respected. In fact, he was considered a shoulder specialist. And though we talked about a lot of things during physical therapy and I got to know and quite like the guy, there was no protocol for investigating what might be going on within me and within my heart that could be expressing itself as frozen shoulder. It was all physical manipulation of the joint and stretching. If you look up frozen shoulder on the internet, you'll find that under causes, (laughs) nobody knows what it is. It says it's not clear why somebody develops frozen shoulder. Then they go on to describe the condition and they describe who it happens to statistically, but there is no investigation into the process behind the condition or dis-ease. So you understand I'm not criticizing anybody here. I'm just reiterating that in the paradigm that most of us grew up in, that most professionals have been trained in, separation consciousness is the water that we're swimming in. There's very little understanding of the spirit. There's almost no understanding of the infinite capacity that we can potentially tap into for healing, among other things. That is beginning to change now. I mean, you've got more and more cases of spontaneous remission, reported near-death experiences where people come back having understood the reason for the illness that killed them, and then they spontaneously heal. I mean, there's now a whole field called quantum biology. One thing is for sure, in the future, healing is going to be the emphasis, not disease. And the domain of healing will be physics and not chemistry. Kundalini yoga is a multidimensional technology. It works with angles and triangles, the sacred geometry of the body. And with all the bodies, not just the physical body. Remember those 11 other bodies. And those bodies are portals to other dimensions. We are multidimensional beings. Kundalini yoga transcends time and space. And it also transcends the intellect because it has effects in realms that the thinker cannot access. But those effects trickle down to the physical. Because the physical is affected by and it, it's, it's expressive of the entirety of our being on all dimensional levels. We are a fractal of all that is. We went to California for several months at the end of 2013, and I threw myself into the practice there. I started going to class three to five times a week, and I had almost full range of motion back in both shoulders and almost no pain. It was a miracle. I thought, this is it. I have to go deeper. So nearly 15 years after the first time I had thought about it and rejected the option, I signed up for teacher training. It wasn't so much that I wanted to teach. I wanted to know more. In fact, I wanted to know everything there was to know about how this yoga could be so powerful. What I didn't understand at the time was that it isn't even the yoga itself that's so powerful. It is we who are powerful. The practice of kundalini yoga reveals you to yourself. It works with your being's innate intelligence, the smart body, if you will. We are built to heal ourselves. We have an innate cellular intelligence that can calculate the exact chemistry that is needed to bring the whole body into balance, even to awaken the dormant strands of our DNA. 
But we have been so separated from our bodies for so long. We've given our power away to others who know more, to doctors, to the medical profession, to the pharmaceutical industry, even to the military-industrial complex, that we think of ourselves as small, powerless, and insignificant. Most people have no idea of the power they possess. They have no idea they already have everything within them to fulfill all their needs. And there are interests that would like you to remain in ignorance of that power. Because when you are ignorant of that power, you are perfectly exploitable. Here's the thing about that innate intelligence, the field of intelligence within and around us, and the activity of our cells and our molecules and our atoms. Without direction, they will default to the lowest common denominator of mass belief systems regarding health and regarding aging. Again, there are certain agreements on the collective level about how we get old, get sick, and die. And to the degree that we participate in those belief systems, buy into them, we will express what is expected within those belief systems. Because belief is everything. And you know this because it's been demonstrated by the placebo effect countless times. Our power of belief is so strong and the mind as an energy field has dominion over the body. Therefore, the body will do what the mind tells it to do, whether it's consciously or unconsciously. And when I say beliefs, I'm really talking about unquestioned assumptions. Many collective agreements are unquestioned assumptions that say, that's just the way things are. And when you begin to awaken spiritually, you begin to question those assumptions. You begin to notice what you were programmed to believe. And most of what you were programmed to believe is not even true. A great deal of it is false and totally disempowering. You know, someone once asked Yogi Bhajan, the teacher, the great yogi, who brought kundalini yoga to the West back in the late 1960s, somebody once asked him if kundalini yoga was dangerous. And he said, yes, it is dangerous because it makes you unexploitable. In other words, it's not dangerous to you. It's dangerous to any power or any force that would attempt to control you. So if you choose to take radical responsibility as the creator of your own reality, you can step up to the podium and become the conductor of your life. Like a conductor, you bring everything together and into harmony with your direction of how this is going to go. Without the conductor, it's a bunch of different instruments, each with their own job to do, and they do it well, they're professionals, but without a guiding influence from you. After a while, there's a tendency to disorganize and eventually disintegrate, defaulting to mass belief in the aging process and how it goes, etc. Defaulting to mass belief systems of any kind. In 2014, after taking some time off to adjust my attitude, not only was I free of shoulder pain for the first time in 18 months, but I also had one of the most joyous experiences of my career that year. And here's the thing, I was in the ensemble of the show we were doing. It wasn't even playing a part, really, not a big part. And my ego had always bridled at that in the past. I considered that a waste of my time or humiliating somehow. But something had happened to me 
My heart had started to open and I could feel myself letting go. I wasn't free of the inner voice of negativity and lack that had tormented me for years, but I was letting the light in. Meanwhile, I was practicing kundalini yoga and meditating consistently, and I even began to sing again after an 18-year exile from my voice. That's a story for another time. At the end of 2014, I prepared to head off to India for kundalini yoga teacher training. It was a wonderful and challenging experience, and even though I hadn't gone through it so that I could teach yoga, I found that I loved teaching kundalini yoga. So I started my classes and eventually opened up my own little studio at home, which I called The Portal. I continued to deepen my practice and my commitment to the study by going right into the second level of training as soon as I could, as soon as I had qualified. I also continued to struggle with finding peace and happiness in my vocation as an actor. And though I was on the road to spiritual growth, I still had a lot to let go of. In fact, I had no idea how much I had to let go of. All of this was prelude and preparation to the life-changing event of meeting my spiritual teacher in France. It was a total surprise, and it turned my whole life upside down and set off a seven-year odyssey of healing and transformation during which I learned the spiritual laws that I teach now, became a transformational coach and spiritual mentor, and finally understood that life is about remembering who we really are and then helping others to do the same and free themselves from pain and suffering and illusion in the process. I really look forward to sharing that story with you because it was what my whole life had been leading up to and I had no idea. It was a powerful demonstration of grace that put me on a totally different path and timeline in a way that I never could have predicted. And I will share what happened with you in our next season of The Grace Space. We're going on hiatus for a while now, but we'll be back. Thank you for your presence here. Thank you for all the feedback you send me. It really warms my heart to know that this podcast is making a difference in your life. And I always love hearing from you. And not to worry, during the hiatus, I will still send you an episode each week from our archives to inspire you. To build a new way of being, you must build new habits. And the best and quickest way to do this is by investing in mentorship and a community of like-minded souls. Up until now, we've all been programmed to default to mass belief systems. That programming is not going to change on its own. First, it takes a decision to commit to changing the way that you do things. In the absence of a decision and an intention to empower ourselves, we naturally default to old patterns of limitation. So first is the decision, and then you need the right tools, support, and the right guidance to change long-standing patterns. And that's where I come in. If you're eager to make your own dream come true and live a life that you love, that's worthy of the divine being you are, 
consider this your invitation to join a spiritually minded community of people who support each other's highest vision for whom they want to be and how they want to live. You'll find links in the show notes to learn more about how to become part of my inner circle of members and work with me personally on creating the results you really want in your life here and now. And If you're a performing artist or show business professional and you want to be more successful, make more money, and have more opportunities doing what you love, using the skills you already have, I can help you. It's very common for people in the arts to believe that the decisions that affect their lives and career are in other people's hands. Boy, I used to believe that, that's for sure. But the truth is, you are the only one the only creator at work here. You can take back the power you've given to others and to the business. Click on the link to set up a free Empower Hour breakthrough session with me. And let's talk about what your dream life as an artist would look like and how to make it a living reality. I'll see you again soon. Meanwhile, walk in grace. Thank you for joining me in the Grace Space, where you're always in the right place. If you love this podcast, I invite you to subscribe to it and submit a review if you feel called to do so. Also, be sure to sign up for my newsletter right here. I look forward to spending this time with you again next week. Meanwhile, I send you love and blessings. Bye for now.